uh Jesus name. Can we just uh praise God for a minute? I know uh it's a Friday night, but uh God is still here. God's still able to move. God's still able to do miracles here. Amen. Y'all sound dead. Amen. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Just cuz it's a Friday, just cuz it's night doesn't mean we don't have to get loud. Amen. Uh you got Amen. 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 All right, cool. All right, you guys may be seated. Uh, as Jade, as uh, Brother Gerald said, uh, I'm teaching the lesson today. We're on uh, week three of Authentic. And uh, I'd just like to thank... Oh, okay. Uh, I'd just like to thank uh, Brother Jado to give me the opportunity to teach the lesson. I know I'm not up here often, but uh, I always thank God. And I'm honored to always either teach or preach on Sundays. Uh, I was even talking to him, talking to my brother just before this, and I was scrolling through my documents and I realized that I have not been like behind a pulpit in a long time, uh, depending on like my entire situation. But I always thank God whenever I'm up here, uh, just for the opportunity. So, uh, as I said before, we are in week three of a series on Esther called Authentic. And uh, the main idea for this series is how Esther's authenticity in pursuing holiness, walking by faith, and stepping out in boldness demonstrates that whatever uncircum on a uh, cover how Esther decided to place her trust in God's spirit rather than her own knowledge and wisdom. Uh, in this lesson, we're also going to examine what it really means to authentically demonstrate our faith in God. So what does it mean to have faith? Just your own personal words. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be like a one word answer. Anyone? No, no. Brother Gerald, I'm gonna pick you, bro. What does it mean to have faith? Amen. Anybody else want to give it a shot? I'm going to start calling on people. I remember y'all used to do that to me when I was youth. Uh, oh, we're going to go straight ahead. Uh, Margarita? We're going straight. Where's Norady? Don't hide. I mean, we're, we're all here to learn. We're all, either way, it doesn't really matter. But uh, as long as we're participating, Lucia, I'm going straight down the line. Camila Cabello. Amen, amen. Matthew? <laughs> uh, the question is, 
What does it mean to have faith? Amen. So going to the like biblical aspect of it, uh, if you go through like Hebrews 11, uh, the beginning, just verses one to three, really describes faith as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, such of that nature. Um, what are some things which we have faith in other than the obvious one, which is which should be Jesus? Amen. Pray for the, give thanks for the bus drivers, especially before I had a car. My gosh, especially during the winter. Amen. Our jobs, our income. Amen. Amen. Anybody else wants to give it a shot for the Jado? <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, that's great examples. Um. Also, who is someone you would consider to be a person of high faith? And just give me a few sentences on why you believe so. Either or. Basakar, amen. Why? Yeah, amen. Anybody else? Gabby? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That really, that really shows just the power of prayer and faith. Amen. Just, uh, my gosh, I remember a lot of like, uh, like terrible snowstorms that were just cast out by like prayer and faith in God. Amen. 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 Uh, so just going back to what I said previously, uh, throughout the whole chapter of uh, Hebrews 11, it really talks about situations where faith in God is important. And it shows you examples such as like we said before, the faith of Abraham, the faith of Moses, and uh, the faith uh, Abel had in his sacrifice to God, things of that nature. And what that whole chapter is really trying to cover is just that God is sufficient despite your situation, whatever you might be going through, as long as you have faith. I know brother Jado was talking about it. If you were here on Sunday, uh, having the faith, the size of a mustard seed, as long as you trust God wholeheartedly, then he'll 
be able to help you overcome whatever you're going through. Amen. Amen. Y'all getting quiet on me already. Amen. Hallelujah. So. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to turn to Hebrews 11. If uh, you guys, it's going to be on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, just uh, stand up and read with me just out of reverence for the Lord. And uh, whenever you guys have it, just say amen. Whenever you guys have it. Oh, it's already on the screen. Pardon? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go from Hebrews 11.1 1, about to uh, 12. And uh, if we could just all read. Just a minute. Sorry. We're going to. All right. Let's all read. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. For the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by word of God. So things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by, speak it, by faith Enoch was translated. He had his testimony that he pleased God, but without faith is it is impossible to please him, for he cometh of God must believe he is he's a rewarder of them seeking by faith Noah was born God with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith the faith of Abraham when he was called to God to the place Whence not whether he went by faith. Dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builders and maker is God. Throughout faith, conceived seed. Was delivered much because she judged him faithfully who had promised. Therefore, Amen. We're gonna stop right there for a second. Uh thank you. you may be seated. Um so just going back through the verses and just honing in on the point of how important faith is, uh, 
as you saw through verses one through three, it's basically speaking on why we need faith. Because we need, sorry, because verses one to three is saying by faith, we understand what God's doing. Verses four to seven, we helps us understand that faith at the dawn of history through uh, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Uh, and verses eight to 12 speak about how by faith, Abraham obeyed God and how Sarah's faith allowed her to be, allowed her to receive the seed from God, amen? And there's plenty more of uh, examples throughout that entire chapter. Uh, doing a little bit of research, especially on that chapter of uh, Hebrews, it speaks of that whole passage as the hall of faith. Amen. Just speaking on, if you have faith in God, all the miracles and trials he can bring you through is truly amazing. And uh, just to recap a little bit on uh, Esther last week, what we learned, uh, if we can just quickly throw up Esther 4, 13 to 14. Uh, it speaks about how throughout Esther's life, we could see how God was moving and working in every single situation she faced. And uh, it says, then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For thou, although holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. Amen. And uh, as we read that scripture, that passage of scripture, uh, we see how God is also moving in every single situation. Amen. When faced with difficult discussions throughout her story, Esther chose to still stay authentic and true to her, basically her roots and her faith in God, amen? She chose to embrace who she was and lived that out, regardless of the consequences, regardless of the penalties that might've happened in her life. In this series, we also look at different ways Esther was authentic and how she can apply those lessons and how we can apply those lessons to our lives as well, amen? When Esther entered a mandatory basically a beauty pageant created to help the king select a new queen for himself. She stayed true to herself. She was truly authentic to who she was. Amen. Similarly to Jesus, God wants us to be true to ourselves. God wants us to hold the faith and go out in the world and basically make disciples and not be conformed by the world. Amen. Holiness is more than just looking the part. It's more than just coming to church on Fridays and just 
worshiping or just sitting enjoying the word on Fridays, Saturdays, or sorry, Sundays, it's really, you have to really hone in and want to be able to have that connection with God. Amen. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Harold was teaching his lesson and he called me up, told me to give a little testimony. It was still during the summer, like when I came back from youth camp. Uh, I really feel like events like that, just being around like-minded youth is very important, but we have to be able to still feel that same fire to be able to still want to start a Bible study or want to save souls for God. We have to keep that same fire, even though when we come back to our home church, when we come back to our schools, workplaces, all those things, because if we really want to be with God or draw closer to him, we have to do the works that he's called us to do. Amen. So when Esther's uncle, Mordecai, uncovered a plot to kill the king, he and Esther worked together with each other, but they also chose instead to do the right thing. Similarly, when we are faced with situations where it is difficult to do the right thing, we must pray and find the strength to do the right thing. Amen. Uh, righteousness is not just what we do. It's how we act, how we live on a daily life. Uh, just going back to what uh, Pastor Nathaniel said on Sundays, we have to be strong in our faith. We have to be able to resist temptation. I don't know if it was last Sunday, but I was looking on a reading about a message he preached and it really honed into me with this lesson as well. Uh, just being sober-minded. And I talk about that a little bit. Uh, being sober-minded, the Bible's not just talking about alcohol or drugs or anything. He was speaking about even being tired, be, not being in the right mind to uh, be able to live out God's word. Amen? And what I mean by that, I'll use an example for me. Uh, I know a lot of people will probably clown me for it, but uh, just being tired. I know a lot of my friends, I'll be texting them. I'll have my phone up beside me on my bed. Uh, the message is open. They seen, I seen it. And I'll just pass out. I'm gone. I'm, it's like 1.30, not too, too late. I'm, I don't know. I used to be able to stay up like 24 hours, but I guess I'm just getting older. Uh, yeah, but just being in the sober mind, because when you're tired, yeah, you still process stuff, but a little bit slower than you would if you're wide awake. Amen. So especially when that comes to living like a righteous life for God, you have to be knowledgeable and susceptible to times that you know the enemy could take advantage of you, whether it be sleep, whether it be hanging out with particular friends or particular music or anything of that nature. Do you have a question? Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen. Um, so continuing on, uh, you may recall from last week that the king's servant, Haman, 
was elevated to second in command in the Persian Empire. This promotion meant that the common people were required to bow to him when he passed by, just like uh, the king, you would for the king. Uh, Mordecai, however, refused to bow. And as a result, Haman became very angry and he plotted to, sorry, he plotted to uh, take revenge on all the Jews. I'm not going to say that exactly. But uh, if you read Esther 3 8, verses, sorry, 3 verses 8 to 11, uh, Haman used the law of Moses against the Jews. He uh, misrepresented the law to the king and he acted as if the religious requirements of the Jews, of the Jewish law, somehow created tension with the Persian laws of the land. Amen. So we're just going to quickly go through that. Uh, and Haman said unto the king, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, there is certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his land, from his hand, and gave it onto Haman, the son, <laughs> the Jewish, <laughs> the Jew's enemy. I mean, English is, I'm in police foundation, so uh, English is, yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. I read New King James Version, so it's I. Uh, and the king took his ring from his hand and gave it. Oh, just go back one. Thank you. Uh, and gave it onto Haman. Oh wait, we already read that. My apologies. We're gonna do it together. Amen. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and the king said unto Haman, "The silver is given to thee." the people also to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. Amen. The king trusted Haman, which makes sense because it was his second in command. Uh, instead of looking into what Haman had reported, the king just gave Haman the authority to just sign over to pass the law, pass the bill. This plot was even worse than the plot against the king for two reasons. One, it was designed not just to destroy Mordecai, with whom Haman had a problem with, but to destroy all of Mordecai's people. And secondly, the plot resulted in the king signing the destruction of the Jews onto law. This was particularly problematic because the law the law could not be overturned even by the king. 
if something wasn't done quickly, all the Jews of the land would have been dead. Mordecai became aware of Haman's plot and sorrow, which overwhelmed him. And he put a sackcloth of ashes with ashes and he grieved because he grieved about the transferring. He knew about something. He knew that something must be done quickly or all the Jews would have been dead. Uh, he sent word to Esther. Esther initially thought, Esther initially just tried to cheer him up. But then again, he's about to die if they start enforcing this law. So Esther had to step in. There was a big problem, though no one could just walk to the king's inner court and just talk to the king straight like that. And Esther knew she was taking an incredibly large risk doing so. Because even though she was the queen, she could be killed like the rest of the people. The king did not, the king didn't really care because he trusted Haman so much. So Mordecai challenged Esther's fear. He said, if you think avoiding this situation will help you avoid the king's command, then you are wrong. Quite possibly, you have been placed in the kingdom for this very moment. And just taking a little, a little sidebar for a minute. God puts you in specific situations, specific circumstances for a reason. I might not understand it. I might not think it's the greatest thing for me personally, but we know God knows all things. Amen. We know that God knows the past, present, and future. Amen. He's the beginning, the middle, and the end. Amen. And just adding on to that, we shouldn't be, I don't want to say ashamed, but we shouldn't be upset by the type of thing we're going through whether it be a great thing for us or a great thing for someone else, uh, not getting that job promotion, not getting that job, amen, uh, not getting into that program you wanted at school, something like that. But uh, just know that God does everything for a reason, amen. Uh, so even though the book of Esther doesn't really, doesn't directly mention God, his fingerprints are all over Esther's life, amen. Hallelujah. Are you guys liking the lesson so far? Ah, cool, cool, cool. I'm still getting used to this. Uh, I was talking to Jado before, but I have, I have not been. That still amazes me because time just flies so quickly. Uh, going through my Google Docs, I haven't preached or been uh, behind a pulpit since like 2019, 2020. And uh, yeah, I, did I not say the date? Oh, I was, <laughs> I was talking to him about, it. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a while and uh, I always thank God for it regardless. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I always thank God whenever I'm up here, even though I'm kind of just looking at the notes as I go, as well as preparing, preparing my own local script. Appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so going back, uh, even though 
the book of Esther doesn't directly mention God. His fingerprints are all over the story. We can clearly see it. This is why Esther won the beauty contest. It wasn't for her own personal personal benefit. Esther was becoming queen so she could preserve the lives of her people. Mordecai knew it was Esther's time. He just needed Esther to see it. Amen. Esther was faced with a very difficult decision. Personally, I don't know. Without God, I don't know if I could go through what she went through. Amen. Uh, it was either keep her mouth shut and all her people perish, or she steps out in faith and does God's will. Amen. She could have approached this a few other ways as well. She could have sought out advice from uh, her people, the Jews. Obviously, they. anybody here wants to die? I, I'm, I don't want to die, personally. Uh, she could have tried to have someone else talk to the king. Uh, she also could have tried to use her favor with others in the palace to find a way to escape from the kingdom. Amen. Esther knew she needed to do something very quickly, but she did not know what could happen. As a result, she called a fast. She asked all the Jews to pray and fast for her. Amen. She decided she would go to the king, and if she died, then so be it. At least she would die trying to make a difference. Amen. I know uh, sometimes we just have to have that that radical faith. Amen. Uh, I was going to say crazy faith for those of you that watch Mike Todd. Yeah. So you just have to be able to step out in faith and just know that God's going to see you through anything you do in God's name or for his glory. To advance his kingdom, God will be there to follow, to basically hold your hand and walk you through it. God's a protector. God's a keeper. Amen. He's not going to let anything happen to us. He's not going to let us perish. Amen. Obviously, Esther's human. So she was terrified to go to the king. She didn't want to die. But she's still committed to taking action. She placed her faith in God and trusted that whatever happened would be according to his will. Esther had no type of guarantee that everything would work out favorably. She demonstrated authentic faith by stepping out into the unknown and trusting the results of God. Amen. So why don't we just all stand? I know, uh, I always thank God whenever I'm up here, especially after my very long hiatus. Uh, but I'm just going to ask, I know this is Friday. I know this is Friday night. We usually just relax, but I'm just going to ask if we could all just kind of come as close as we possibly can to uh, 